This is Sports with a Z and a T presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Techies Fire and Water Restoration, Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and of course, Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Um, we're both pretty pissed off. I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to sugarcoat it for this show. We're both pretty pissed. The tone's not going to be great during the show, but it might be a new flavor of the week for you guys, for our listeners out there. And you might find comedy in it. This is going to be Taylor and I's safe space, I guess, for the week. I mean, I have some positives. My Penn State, you know, Nittany Lions are a top four team in the nation, but my Eagles ruined everything good in life on Monday night. And, um, Taylor's Colts might be a bottom three team in the NFL. So we'll, we'll get into all of it. I, I mean, honestly, um, at least the one thing I can say, Taylor, is that on top of the fact that the Eagles just didn't look interested at all, they did enough that Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager combined for enough points that I beat you in a dumpster fire of a matchup of a fantasy matchup this week. I had three of my starters hurt. You lost McCaffrey during uh, – I so Not for hurt. the for the viewers out there, I lost Deontay Johnson last week. I lost Antonio Brown to COVID, and I lost mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson to the rib injury. So I was starting Jalen Rager and Cordero. Keep in mind, this is a fourteen team league. So like, if you lose three players like that, your depth is pretty Hard. much horrible. And uh, I, I was rolling. Actually, Cordero Patterson was actually pretty good. Um, he dropped like 13 points, but I had Rager out there. Didn't help that <laughs> Hawkinson just had the worst game of his season so far. And But luckily, you countered it with uh, Christian McCaffrey getting uh, hurt in the first week. Yeah, you're welcome. Our first quarter, first drive. <laughs> yeah, you're with only five points. I mean, it would have been something if he had gotten a little bit, of, like if he put up like 10, 15 before he went down. But yeah, it's hard to replace around 20 points that he's going to give me. Um, even so, it came down to that last game and came down to literally the it fourth quarter. It came down to the fourth quarter, game. really, because the Eagles in were so time, disinterested in that game. Yeah, yeah it, it came down to the wire. Uh, two and one should be getting some guys back this week. Uh, Hopefully we, I mean, we're both two and one. We're both in a playoff spot. So Christian McCaffrey is not going on the IR. He will not. He is is not. And I have him in my keeper league. So um, it's only like two weeks. I have to muster up some type of. uh, I'll put it this way. Chuba Hubbard is at the top of my waiver wire requests. Yeah. Well, Uh, our um, friend from Johnstone supply has him in our league and I didn't trade for him early. So I was like, ah, no, I'll be fine. I trust. McCaffrey That's the frustrating part about a 14 team league. Like guys like Chuba Hubbard are comf- uh, like comfortably rostered. Like there's no thought of giving up a guy like Chuba. And yeah. uh and now of course He's you're you're stuck without him. Yeah. yeah, you you mentioned Johnstone supply and Troy. We're talking football. This episode is going to be mostly football. We're going to be talking playoff pennant chase in the MLB here and at the end briefly um, we're not going to have much time to harp on but it is the final week of baseball season so we'll get to that Yankees had a good weekend Phillies are getting oh, there yeah, as well that was Mets, good. That was a- Mets Mets are eliminated so suck it to poverty <laughs> franchise that you are um, but you mentioned that it's fall which means Cooler weather is coming, Taylor. And as much as we hate it, I'm, I mean, I'm wearing a windbreaker today. It's cold. It's cold. I mean, it, dude, mm-hmm. I golf Friday and tea time was at 930. It was 41 degrees. Oof. I was not a happy camper. I mean, by, by noon, it was 
like 70 which is yeah i go into work at seven so normally i walk in and it's really cold and then i come out and it's warm and it's yeah. that annoys me a ton and, so and actually, that's why i, I hate that it's cold even in the night so if i sound a little nasally it's it's not covid it's my allergies because i hate this time of year and it's just it's horrible <clears throat> um but it is fall and fall is officially here and that means changes may be coming to your home so you need to be starting to ask yourselves these questions like, does your furnace need to be replaced or are you looking for an upgrade for your heating system? Now's the time because let me tell you, I was pretty damn close this weekend to turning the heat on when I went to bed. It was getting that cold. It's not mm -hmm. comfortable. But Johnstone Supply in Troy can make sure your home is heated properly for this colder weather that is on the way and it is coming and it's coming fast. Believe it or not, next week, this weekend is October. A family-owned and operated business, Johnstone Supply in Troy, has been helping upstate New York residents for decades now, visiting their store on 6th Ave in Troy. For more information on how they can help you this fall, whether it's finding the proper change for your filters or even making sure your home is heated properly for the new weather, Johnstone Supply in Troy staff can help you answer any questions you may have from George to Tom. And you mentioned, you know, the guy from Johnstone Supply in Troy in our fantasy league that has Chuba Hubbard. That would be Tom. Tom has Chuba. So I, I guess go in to Johnstone Supply and tell Tom to not trade Taylor Chuba <laughs> Hubbard. Don't do it. Uh, the thing is, I don't even know if I want to give him up. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But go see, you know, George, Tom, and even, really any of the staff there. They're all helpful. They're all looking forward to seeing you as well. Follow them on Facebook or go and call them today. Write down this number at 518-272-5922. That is John Stone Supply in Troy. Those guys are awesome. Uh, Tom's a really funny guy, and I don't know how his fantasy team's doing, but he, Probably a little better than yours, considering he does have Chuba Hubbard. But <laughs> hey, I'm two and one. I'm sitting on a. Uh, we're both two. Hey, we're both yeah, two no, and one. We are. We are. We're sitting. We're sitting good. We couldn't both be, you know, coming in here three and one, three and zero. Oh, but you know, uh, I don't. The problem is with Chris McCaffrey maybe coming back in a couple weeks. I don't know if I want to give up any capital that I have for Hubbard. I don't know if it's worth it if I can survive. I mean, I didn't score a lot at all, but. I mean, I didn't have anyone in for for McCaffrey, and I, I'm starting Moss. I think this week, and he's projected like 1.9 points. But last week he did. He, all, he, he did grab he two touchdowns. Like, though. Yeah, yeah he vaulted two, two touchdowns. So I'm just hoping that that's gonna continue. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 tough out there, but we'll we'll get to NFL in a little bit. Let's go to college football, and it's the one thing that I can kind of be happy about talking, I guess, because the new top twenty-five has come out after another really crazy week. A lot of turnover once again in college football. Um, Notre Dame kind of made themselves a statement against Wisconsin. They absolutely boat raced them Not out them of out Soldier of the field. Top twenty-five. Um, yeah, right. Wisconsin's out of the top 25. And speaking about, um, I mean, pretty much out of the top 25, they are 25. Clemson suffering their Ooh. second loss of the season. They just don't, Taylor, they, they do not look right. And um, I mean, we talked about this in the preseason, like the ACC is not a strong conference. We knew that. Um, and Clemson, I, I wasn't a really big believer and neither were you. And they're not going to be in the college football playoff conversation. And honestly, I don't think the ACC, you could probably remove the ACC conference as a whole away from uh, the conversation because the highest ACC team is NC State at 23. 
That's the highest ranked ACC team. They're pretty much out of it. I mean, Wake Forest is 4-0, but I mean, come on, really? I mean, Wake Forest 4-0, you're not talking about them in the college football playoff conversation. Neither are you with NC State. Um, This is starting to turn into, obviously, Penn State handled their business this weekend against Villanova. Oklahoma looked suspect against West Virginia. Iowa looked shaky against the Colorado State team. So the two, the top four, I mean, Alabama chalk, Georgia's chalk, Oregon's chalk at three. Penn State mm-hmm. jump frogged up two spots to four. They all, I mean, you might want to discount Auburn's win a little bit after struggling against Georgia State, but I'm still not there yet. I mean, every team is allowed to have a scare, and it was a big ranked matchup against two undefeated teams primetime. And the Wisconsin matchup, it is what it is. I mean, that at the time was a ranked matchup. You can't discount that on their resume. Penn State moves up to four. Iowa is five. Oklahoma slots down to six after struggling against West Virginia. Cincinnati is now seven. Arkansas, after a big win against Texas A&M, I, I think that, that grabbed a lot of people by surprise. Um, they look good, Taylor. They look mm-hmm. good. They look like another team in the SEC that could push Bama and Georgia. Um, and then Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame moved into the top ten at nine, and Florida is at ten. Ohio State uh, moves out of the top ten. They are eleven after playing Akron. Um, this is a top ten, Taylor. I think that you and I have been kind of on this all year. Like you have Alabama, you have Georgia, but I think this is a, a con like. A, a season where we knew there was going to be a lot of turnover. You didn't really expect Clemson to be there. You didn't believe in what Oklahoma was rolling out. You saw cracks in Ohio State's armor with their defense. Penn State and Iowa are taking advantage of it. They have a marquee matchup in two weeks. They got to get there first. Mm-hmm. But um, two SEC teams, a Pac-12 team that that upset Ohio State, and two Big Ten teams at four and five. I mean, this is kind of the chaos that we were expecting. Yeah, I think it's also shaping up to be, I think this is going to be very similar to the final uh, top four we see. Actually, like I'll put money on it right now. I think this is going to be um, similar. Um, Alabama, I think, is obviously going to be there. And then uh, Georgia, I believe will be there, but Georgia has some good tests coming up starting this week. They play Arkansas, so they're yeah. going to have that test. So we'll see if Arkansas is for real, for real. I mean, I know they've, they've beaten some teams now, but you know, they think if they go out and they beat Georgia, whew, Arkansas I mean, some people be- are, yeah, some people are considering this Georgia team better than Alabama this year. Um, because yeah. of how good that defense is. Look, I mean, it's Vanderbilt discount it for what you will, but I mean, they did, they just smacked a conference opponent 62 to nothing. Um, yeah. that, I mean, and that, if, that's something to be said for that. If, if, if Arkansas can win that game and I, I don't know, I, at that point, do they just leapfrog Georgia and become the number two team or, uh, or, or at least in the top four and like they'll be in Oregon the top Ar- up. Arkansas will be in the top four. I, I think you'd see, I think you'd see like a Bama keep in mind that's in two weeks, correct? Arkansas and Georgia, no, or is that this, that's this week. week? Yeah. Okay. So, so, Let's play the hypothetical because that's what we always do with college football. Say Oklahoma or not Oklahoma, Arkansas beats Georgia. Yeah, I'd see Arkansas probably at four. And then assuming Penn State handles their business against Indiana, and I don't even know yeah. who Oregon plays. Um, I, uh, I would. Uh, 
Yeah, okay. Uh, so it's going to be Bama. Oregon doesn't have a big test at all for the rest of the season. They play no, the Pac-12 like, is very weak. The yeah, Pac-12 is very weak. That's, that's, and that's, that's why they, they passed the test. They beat with, Ohio with, State early, yeah. and now they can go on this run. That's why, to your point, it's going to look very similar. I think you're going to get those two SEC teams if it holds, and then you're going to get a Big Ten team. And I still – there's a lot to happen Obviously, Big Ten is just starting to get into its conference play. Um, but let's not discount the fact that the Big Ten has five undefeated teams still. And that's really hard to say this late in the season. You have Penn State, you have Iowa, you have Michigan, you have Michigan State. And there's one more that I'm missing. Not off the top of my head. They're not ranked. Maryland. I'm sorry, Maryland. Yeah. So you have, so Maryland's on the cusp of being ranked, but. The Big Ten is so deep. Like you look at Penn State's schedule, and they still have four ranked opponents still Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Iowa. And they do have Maryland on the schedule. And if Maryland does go and say they, I don't know, go and beat Iowa next week, all of a sudden you're, oh, shit. Mar- I mean, Maryland's 4 0. That's Iowa plays Maryland this week at Maryland. Um, for those that you don't know, uh, Maryland's quarterback is Tua Tungavailoa's younger brother, Talia, or whatever his first name is. It's so and he's having a great year. Maryland, this this Big Ten conference, Taylor, is tough. I would not be surprised to see two Big Ten teams. Ooh, I don't know. Some, I think something catastrophic would have to happen with Georgia. Georgia would have to lose to Arkansas this week, I think, because after that, they don't even have like any test until they play, I assume Bama in the, the SEC championship game. Um, so it, it'll be hard pressed to find a room. Pl- and, and then you get in two weeks, right? It, uh, Penn state and Iowa for their Penn showdown. state, so two weeks, Penn them, state, Iowa. And then in four weeks, it's Penn state, Ohio state. Yeah. So that Penn state, Iowa game is going to separate those two. I don't think they will be four, obviously four and five after that, because someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Um, at, but to to my point last week, I did call. I thought that Oklahoma. I called it an upset. I thought that West Virginia was going to beat Oklahoma. They came damn close, and you can see it in the rankings because Oklahoma was fourth last week, and now they're. That's a rattler. Does not look good. And, and when no. you're when you're a at the time fourth team in the nation, and your fan base is chanting, "We want Caleb, who is the backup quarterback, um, high prospect." a five-star recruit that Lincoln Riley is grooming to be the next guy after Spencer Rattler. When uh, you're a preseason Heisman favorite, and then in the fourth game of the season, your fan base is chanting for the backup quarterback. Um, something's off down in Norman. Yeah, exactly. So with them struggling um, with what it is, I, I think they're going to have to struggle to get back into the, the top four, especially with Penn State and Iowa right there. Um, but yeah, I think this is this is this is shaping up. I think this is going to be similar to what we see at the end. Um, since Oregon doesn't have a real challenge for the rest of the year, as long as they hold serve and make it look good, they'll still be there. Um, and same with Georgia and Alabama, as long as they stay the course and win out and don't have any catastrophic losses until, of course, Alabama and, and Georgia. One of them is going to have a loss because they and, don't play each other. And don't discount the chance that Bama and Florida could get a rematch in the SEC title game. If Florida finds themselves with a one loss uh, going into the SEC title game and they get a crack at Bama, who knows what would happen. But if Florida is the SEC champion, 
right? With one yeah. loss and then the revenge factor. That I mean, that throws everyone a loop because you're not going to, if that's Bama's only loss, you're not going to not include Bama. And then you have Georgia there with one loss. And that, that would be probably worst case scenario for like the Big Ten to get a second team because I, I think, I think at that point, like assuming. I, a lot could happen, but I think the Big Ten is stronger than the Pac-12. That's where you'd almost see a Big Ten champion leapfrog Oregon as a Pac-12 champion. Uh, that's that's chaos. That's not a job I would envy if that's the <laughs> scenario that plays out with a with a one-loss Georgia, a one-loss Florida SEC champion, and a one-loss Alabama. That's three mm-hmm. teams already. Oh, and you have Oregon and Penn State or Ohio State or Iowa, whoever wins the Big Ten sitting there as well. That one of those teams has to miss it. No, thank you. Yeah, that's not some two teams, actually. Really? Yeah, two teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, that, that's that, that would be insane. I, I root for that because I root for the chaos and I, yeah. I love it. And I just not me. Not me when there's a clear not not me when there's a clear horse in the race. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what Georgia is really truly made of because the next four weeks for them. Uh, minus one week in the middle where they play Kentucky, um, Ar- Arkansas, and then Auburn, and then they play Kentucky a little break, and then they play Florida. So it's 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 a rough four weeks for them. If they make it out on the other side undefeated, I think their second spot is locked. Yeah. So Arkansas and Georgia is Saturday at noon. Uh, that will be on ESPN. Penn State Indiana is the 7:30 prime time game. It's actually the stripe out game in Happy Valley. Um, 7:30 on ABC. Iowa Maryland is Friday night at eight o'clock. That should be a very good game as well. I'm just going. There's a lot of good games. Taylor Cincinnati heads to Notre Dame. Seven and nine matchup. I mean, Cincinnati passed the Indiana test, but now they have to play Notre Dame. Um, are they for real, or is Notre Dame going to further try to get themselves back into the conversation? I'm not a big believer in Notre Dame. Yeah, they beat Wisconsin, but I, I just, I don't, I'm not there with them. I'm not. And then you have Ole Miss Bama at 3.30 on CBS. That should be a good game, but let's be honest. Now, for you betting people out there, like, look, Lane Kiffin's going to get Ole Miss pretty riled up for this. It's at Alabama. I get that. Alabama is considered the best team in the nation for a reason. Bama is a 14-and-a-half point favorite. Like, I, I almost want, like, if I'm a betting person, I think Ole Miss covers. Um, Nah. Nah, I feel you think I, Bama I feel, blows them out of the water. It doesn't matter. I, I'd feel confident in an at least two touchdown lead at the end for Alabama. I, I, I think that, that that is reasonable, honestly. I just think Alabama is so much better than most all other teams. Like 12 uh, to 1, like they because 12 to 2 is like close, and then I think Alabama is just a, a tier above that. Yeah, you have a higher end. Baylor, Oklahoma State undefeated uh, Big 12 matchup at 7 o'clock. But outside of that, there are no other um, ranked versus ranked matchups. Auburn at LSU is intriguing. Uh, Michigan State is at home against Western Kentucky. They should handle their business there. Boston College is undefeated. ACC visits Clemson. Um, Clemson's a 16-point favorite against undefeated Boston College. That's interesting. Um Ohio State heads to Rutgers. Oklahoma takes on Kansas State. And like you said, Taylor, Oregon is at Stanford. Um, and Michigan is at Wisconsin, which sounded like a much better game. Uh, the Michigan's one of those teams, too, that like I can't – like you're going to start learning a lot more about them in the upcoming weeks. But even if they go and beat Wisconsin now, it's kind of like, okay, well, they're 5-0, and but – 
who have they really beaten? Like I just, yeah. I, they they I are the most unimpressive four and O team I've ever seen. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to Wisconsin at all. I mean, they um, were they were two touchdown favorites against Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers came into the big house and almost beat them. Like well, look, Wisconsin Rutgers is, was as of right now a one point favorite. Wisconsin, tiny, tiny favorites. One point. Yeah. One point. It's weird. I, you just haven't seen a lot from Michigan to have faith in them. They don't run. I mean, all they do is run the football. And look, that's going to help you win some games. But with high-powered offenses like Ohio State and Penn State, um, that's not that's not going to work later on in the season. So uh, Michigan's got to figure figure it out. Hopefully, they don't because um, I hate Michigan. But um, outside of that. Everybody hates Michigan except Levac. Levac likes Michigan. Yeah, I was gonna say. he loves Le- he loves Michigan. He loves Michigan. I don't know why, but I liked Michigan yeah. for a while. But I also like Ohio State. I don't have a team, so I just like I like. You, I like. You're really you're really trying to piss me off before we started talking NFL. I I, I used Ohio to like game. Michigan. And, oh, I I liked Ohio State. Those are literally the two colleges I couldn't only, hate more. Well, the only game at college football game I've actually been to is at Ohio State. So. Oh, really? Who'd you yeah. go see him play? Oh, I don't remember. I don't. It was. It's been a while, a long time ago. In fact, I we were dumb and we. It was like a blowout at first, where Ohio State was like losing by a ton, and we like we're we're like oh we're we're gonna get out of here. And we just left and then went back to like my friend's dorm or whatever, and then like we could hear from the stadium that like Ohio State came all the way back, and I don't know if they won, but they made it close at least, and we were like, damn, we should have stayed. Couldn't have been. Too uh too recent because Ohio State losing by a lot doesn't really happen. No, so. no, it was it was a while. It was like probably like twenty like eleven or twelve or something like that. So I don't remember. Was that still the Jim Trestle or was that that no that was still Urban that was still Urban. No, was Urban. I think if you I've, if you name the quarterback, I'd remember because I I remember he he twenty eleven. So it was the, before. So it was before I was in college. I keep going back to Cardale Jones, but they were good with Cardale Jones. Uh, yeah, I don't know my I don't know my Ohio State quarterbacks like that. <laughs> was it Tyrod? Uh no. No, Tyrod was Virginia Tech. Tyrod was Virginia. And it was just a bat well, cause like it was an uncharacteristic like 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 shouldn't have been. That's why we went and like they were good. I think that they just ended up like being down in the first quarter. I think they I'll probably end up coming back and winning the game. So, but anyway. all right, before we, before we head to the NFL and, and I will, we'll recap a really depressing week of football, at least to, according to Taylor and I, for some of our listeners, probably not. Let's talk some Mohawk Honda. Cause we can't go a show without talking about them. And the current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this a perfect time for you to Get that top dollar for your vehicle that we've been preaching since the start of the summer. And right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. And they will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't want to buy for them. They're okay with that. And that's a pretty sweet deal, Um, especially for those recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. I know how that feels. It can be frustrating. 
Mohawk Hondas consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles, and their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from, and you can also check out their full selection online if you can't make it there. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, Jake quote, Hot Sauce John or Doyle. I'm sorry, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, and Louie the VIP Man Morales, or one of the many helpful sales consultants there at Mohawk Honda. There is a vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles, so now is the time to take advantage of that Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. I figured it out. It was uh, Braxton Miller. That was Braxton Miller. Yeah, I remember that. Who'd they play? I don't remember the game. Oh, I you don't remember that? You just remember the quarterback? Yeah, Braxton Miller. Yeah, Braxton no. Miller. It could have been anyone, really, because I didn't really care about the people <laughs> they were playing. I know it wasn't Michigan, because would, I would have remembered that, and I know it wasn't Penn State. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it Michigan says figure it out. <laughs> i have to go look at the 2011 schedule for ohio state all right well while you do that let's talk some of this <laughs> nfl week three that that we that we endured taylor and i say endured because you and i don't have many positives to take away from this i'll start off with uh the result of our picks you're getting good at this 11 and 5 oh, for yeah, you, yeah. and I'm I was 10 and 6, so you gained another game. And, so I'm two and, games back. And I wanted to take the Cowboys, but you wouldn't let me. <laughs> wow, you know, that's your fault. Um, we differed on uh, I took the Giants, you took the Falcons, I took the Steelers, you took the Bengals, which is pretty impressive. Um, and then I took the Vikings and you took the Seahawks. So I gained one back there. Uh, we, we were both wrong on the Pats, the Chiefs, and the Rams and the Birds. So, yeah. <sighs> it was a bad week. It was a bad week. It was a bad week. Football is fun, but not let's so much Let's start off with the Rams and the Bucks because I think obviously that was the game of the week that everybody wants to talk about. Um, <clears throat> the Rams approved to 3 0, Taylor, with a decisive victory over. The defending Super Bowl champions. I think we both thought that Tampa was going to go in and win this game. Matthew Stafford is providing really an MVP level electrifying jolt to this offense. Um, it, it seems to be the perfect marriage with him and Sean McVay and all of these weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, and let's not forget about the defense led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, this defense has been smothering. They did a really good job against a potent Buccaneers offense, and it was enough to get it done. The Rams have been you know, unable to consistently deliver on the ground um, with Daryl Henderson out. They struggled um, just to, you know, twist that knife a little more. They struggled with Sony Michelle, uh, <laughs> who was acquired in a preseason trade and uh, you know? was acquired for a top tight end in a fantasy league. Um, he rushed for 67 yards on 20 carries serviceable, but really nothing too convincing if the Rams had a, weakness it would be this run game but honestly a victory over seven times super bowl champion tom brady and the defending super bowl champion bucks earns the rams a big move um up in the power rankings and has to be the favorite in the nfc at this point granted it's early in the year um there's room to improve they're only getting better but this is a team that 
barring something unforeseen, is probably going to make it to uh, the Super Bowl, which we could see another team in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I did call that in our preseason prediction that the Rams would be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I hope it comes to pass. Um, but yeah, they look good. You're right. The only real weakness of the team that's glaring is their run, um, their uh, their running game. If they had a guy like Todd Gurley, like back in the old days, they would be that same like ridiculous team that everyone thought was going to go to the Super Bowl and, and win it. And they did one year, but um, yeah, no, I, I think that Stafford is showing that he is that guy. He is a MVP type caliber player. Uh, when given, you know, the tools to success, when given a Cooper Cup and a Robert Woods and just a dynamic play caller to to put him in position to win. And then a defense behind him on the other side, too, with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And so there there really isn't that many weaknesses to this team. And if you look on the other side of the Bucks, you can see the one weakness that they really show, um, especially on defense, is, is that secondary is, is not as good as, you know, they should be uh, their, their run stopping is, is, you know, good at uh, 20 carries for Sony Michelle and only 67 yards average of 3.4 um, a carry. So they're at least holding up that end, but through the air, 343 yards for Stafford, and four touchdowns um, in a pass heavy uh, offense like this, you can't have secondary issues. And it seems like the bucks one weakness is that um, at least on that side and then and then the Rams defense is just doing enough like they have the superstars and they're just holding off enough um when you're putting up 30 if you hold your opponents to you know mid to low 20s then yeah you're gonna win every time let's talk about this Buffalo Bills team Taylor and the reason I want to really bring this up is we were wondering uh, you know what what is this Bills team really they laid a dot against the Steelers in week one looked better in week two well they just dropped 43 points on Washington in week three and this is a Washington team and this is I mean you didn't believe me I know you like them a lot but this is a defense that is getting shredded absolutely shredded Taylor Heineke is you know he is what he is he's a backup quarterback he's a great story but he's not a long-term solution and that really shouldn't surprise anyone um Chase Young is having a really really slow start to the year um the defense is not playing up to par uh Washington plays too many good quarterbacks in this in this conference um and it's going to be a long season for them if the defense doesn't improve. And, and on the other side of the ball, the Bills look the part, at least offensively. Uh, they're, they're struggling to produce a consistent pass rush. However, they're trending in the right direction and, and looking to rebound after a rough week one. Yeah. I mean, I, I did like Washington a lot. I picked them to win the division, which I don't think is going to happen. It could happen, but uh, the way that they're playing right now, I don't see it. But in all fairness, I thought that they were going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick and not be running with Tyler Heineke. Um, Fitzpatrick will come back eventually, but whether or not it'll be too late to make a division push, especially with how how well the Cowboys are playing right now. Um, but yeah, that the defense has been an absolute disappointment, and I, I I know I wasn't alone in liking Washington. I, there's a lot to like. The roster, you know, is semi there they've got like on all on offense you got antonio gibson which uh, they the preseasons talk about how they're gonna make him into the next christian mccaffrey no 
Like you're not ready yet. Your offensive line is not ready yet. Your game plan is just not there for that. Um, so any fantasy owners who got tricked into taking Antonio Gibson and think he was going to be a monster, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, Heineke is, is you're right. He's a backup. He's not supposed to be a starter. He's not ready for that yet. And yeah, Buffalo looks good. Looks the part. I think that first, that first week was, was just that a dud. It was, it was a weird, it was a outlier. And I think this Buffalo team is going to be the Buffalo team that I think we both had, or at least I know I had in the AFC championship game at the end of the year. Cause I, I do think they're that good. Their defense looks apart and their offense is explosive. Josh Allen doing MVP things. Let's stick it. Let's stick in. I should say the <laughs> AFC. What is going on in Kansas City, Taylor? Uh, the, the, the Chiefs are now 1-2, and two, and I'm going to the Eagles game this weekend. They play Kansas City, and they're a pissed-off Kansas City team. That's 1-2. and two. I cannot imagine how this weekend's going to go. Um, but the Chiefs are 1-2, and two, and there are lots of problems. Look, I don't want to take anything away from the Chargers because they're off to a great start. Um, and they, they look to be taking that next step. Herbert looks to be taking that next step. They have, um, they have a breakout season among them with Mike Williams. Uh, I think this is a team that is going to be in the playoffs. They need to work on some costly penalties, but this game I think is more about what the chiefs aren't doing. Well, they have defensive problems that look far from solved. Their defense is atrocious. Um, they were improved against the run, but that was a slow bar to clear, and they're still having trouble rushing the quarterback, stopping a passing attack. The Chiefs can't be much worse in the red zone either, which is kind of hard to believe considering it's the Chiefs. Um, their opponents have scored 11 touchdowns, and I'm talking defensively right now, 11 touchdowns in 12 trips. They're not forcing any turnovers, and then on the offensive side of the ball, um, Mahomes doesn't look right. The run game was better with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but they're still turning the ball over at a, an egregious clip. Um, the offense isn't as explosive. There's <sighs> still a good team. However, I think the pack is starting to reel them in a little bit. Yeah, it's it's kind of concerning um, if you're if you're a Chiefs fan. I mean, you can't be happy when you, you lose like this. But um, the bright sides are... You know, if we go back to last week, they 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 probably should have won that game. It came down to just Clyde Edwards Hilaire dropping the ball, um, literally and figuratively, um, and putting the ball on the deck. And and even in this one, Pat Mahomes, at least one of his interceptions you could probably put on him, but the first one was again another tip off the hands of one of his receivers. Um, so I mean, maybe he's throwing it too hard or whatever, but like, you know, that that you can't really put that on him. A hundred percent. So I, when I look at this Chiefs team, I see the defense is the biggest problem. The defense is like a real issue. Like they need to fix it. They did better against the rush, like you said. But I mean, that's just a pretense for them throwing play actions at you and hitting it over the top. Because if you believe you can't stop the run and you're overcompensating, and then that's going to lead you to getting blown out on that end um, with the play action. So yeah, it's it's obviously a concern and with a defense like that, you need to be able to put up the points to, to really keep it up, uh, keep up with it. I mean, the defense only gave up 30 points, but it's normally that the chiefs would score, you know, upwards of third high thirties, even 40 um, because their offense has been so explosive. And uh, yeah, it, it's been turnover plagued. It's looked weird. 
It hasn't looked like the Chiefs we've seen in the last couple of years. And it's definitely concerning, especially when you look at the fact that, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't making a lot of money right now, but in a couple of years he's going to be eating up cap space because he's going to be making like, you know, $40 million a year. And then at that point you can't really do anything to fix your team because you, you don't you just don't have the money. Um, so, yeah, the Chiefs' window for, for keeping this dynasty alive is the next couple of years for sure. So they can't be lollygagging right now. They need to shape it up. And I expect them to be better. I don't think – I don't think they're going to have like a losing season or anything like that. Like they're, they're going to come back, maybe even win the division, but chargers chargers look good and they're going to definitely push for the division. They might win it. And then Kansas city would have to get one of those wild card spots. But uh, yeah, it was a fun game. And even this game, even with all the flaws, Kansas city only barely lost. Like it was just one touchdown difference at the end there. So with some questionable play calling and strategy at the end by the Chargers, to say the least. Um, yeah, sure. We have a we have a lot of picks to get to and a prediction, so I, I don't want to harp on the past too much. But let's talk about some quick games, real quick. Uh, Justin Fields, could, it couldn't have gone brutal. Worse. <laughs> uh, brutal. That that was about as bad as you could have asked for. It's going to be interesting to see what the Bears do. Um, at the quarterback position this week, if Dalton's really healthy or not, we don't know. I'd expect Fields to play, but they, you know, Nagy didn't rule out the possibility that Nick Foles is going to start as well. So, uh, yeah. um, that's about as bad as it gets. The Jets look as incompetent as any football team I have ever seen. And it's just hard to believe because I liked the hire of Robert Sala and I like Zach Wilson. Um, I, I, I'm talking about that organization right now. I do not have words for what is going with the Jets right now because I, I, I wish I had an answer. And if anybody does, I, I'm all game for it. But it, it has been the biggest head. Like you could say you expected the Jets to be bad. I don't think anybody expected the Jets to look like Adam Gase bad again. Um, it, it's just it, it's just hard to fathom that they're at this point. Um, let's talk about. Colts Titans real quick uh the Titans had the game under control really the entire game um that I mean Carson Wentz on two sprained ankles the offense looks broken I you could speak more on it than I can um but my gut uh reaction to this game was the Titans were able to control the line of scrimmage, do what they wanted in the run game. Tannehill made the most of his opportunities in the passing game, even without AJ Brown. And this is a Colts team. That's just in a really, really bad place on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And it, it, it all, I think it all starts really with the, the offense and the offensive line specifically, um, because I think a lot of times the defense loses some luster because they just they they try their hardest and they put up stops and then they give it to the offense and the offense punts and it's it's just it's really hard to to like have heart on defense when you know you're just gonna give it to an offense that's not gonna do jack shit with it and it, it the offensive line I I don't know what like. You, we still have Davenport in there because our, our right tackle, Braden Smith, is out. And then Quentin Nelson goes down in this game. And so we're losing him too. And he's arguably the best line in the league, one of definitely. Um, and so yeah, there's nothing you can do to overcome that. And the sad part about it is we didn't invest in any sort of backup quarterback situation going. So we have to trot out Wentz, who can't move because he has two sprained ankles. 
and were play calling to the fact they literally admitted that Frank Reich was like, yeah, of, of course I'm play calling to the fact that Carson can't move. He has to stand there. He has to throw the ball away because he can't run because he has two, two sprained ankles yet. We're still running him out there, giving the away our pick to your fucking Eagles. And I'm just sitting here like, well, maybe we should have gotten a backup quarterback when we're dealing with a guy who's coming off an injury riddled season seasons, plural where he gets injured all the time, especially when you don't have protection for him. And I know the offensive line we thought would be better, but with Fisher out in the beginning and now Braden Smith out on the other side and Davenport's trash, he allows like 900 pressures a game. And Carson is literally the most pressured quarterback in the league. Again, he changed teams and it's like, it's following him. Like, I don't know if he's cursed. Like he curses the offensive line to have like a million people in and out and never be healthy again. And that's why he looks like he's trash is because the offensive line is actually just getting injured because he's cursed. I don't know, but that's what's going on. And then I don't blame the defense as much. The defense is trying its best, but when you don't put up points, what are you going to do? Like, what are you playing for? If you're just giving it back to an offense, that's just going to flounder with it. Uh. The Colts currently have the fifth, pick in this year's draft and at this rate Carson Wentz has played 97.8% of the snaps. Yeah, he's going to keep playing him too because we won't sit him because we don't have a backup. So even if he breaks his leg, we're going to have him out there on fucking well, as, crutches. As long as he as 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 long as he uh breaks his leg in December, then we'll be good. Oh my god. No, <laughs> um, it, it doesn't matter. They're going to play him even if he has a breaking leg. Like Greg Jennings, they're going to roll him out there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my YouTube video. It's a classic. Uh, um yeah, the I I'm honestly like when I look at the Colts, right? And I know how you feel because it's it's one of those things like it's you just look at Carson and it's like, what the hell um, you, you see the potential, but then you see, you, you see the brokenness as well. And that's the, the, the complete 180 of Carson Wentz over the past three years has truly been astonishing to me. Um, it, the thing it, was, it, I don't think he's doing badly. I think he's just not, and this scheme right now, he's just not doing well either, but he's injured and he's under a million pressures a game. Like if he, if he had time in the pocket, I'm sure he would be the Carson Wentz that we all know and love the MVP candidate. I think he would be playing that well if he had time, but he doesn't because the offensive line can't no, hold sure, for more than he, three seconds. He sure, he sure he's pressured literally like every down, da- like every time he drops back, He's just automatically pressured and they obviously can't run block because they're also injured there. And like, they're not good at, you know, but like they, they have no consistency and they're all injured. It's just ridiculous. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't really have much energy for this. Um, I, I just, I, I'm more speechless more than anything. Um, the Eagles dropped Monday night football to Dallas 41 to 21. Um, there's some serious warning signals for me with this Eagles team right now. Um, most concerning is the fact that they've set a new franchise record, Taylor, for most penalties through three games, 35. Yeah, that was absurd. Um, they're it being was absurd. flagged. Being, they were flagged 13 times Monday night. Um, already, 
the offensive line is getting nailed by injuries again. I, I feel like it's deja vu. Isaac Sayamalu is now out for the year with a Liss Frank injury. He joins Brandon Brooks, who is on short-term IR, and Jordan Mailata, who was out with a knee sprain. Um, Sirianni put forth a, a her, the, the, the probably the worst game plan I have ever seen in my life. Um, they ran the ball, Taylor, three times three designed run plays the entire game the entire fucking game miles sanders had two carries jalen hurts threw the ball 38 times and i don't care if you like jalen hurts or not you don't at you the kansas city chiefs and patrick mahomes run the football more than three times a game like I, I'm not. I'm the, the game plan doomed this team from the start, and with the Chiefs coming to town this week, they need to figure it out, and they need to figure it out now. Because let me tell you, Jalen Hurts, you had a good, you had a good week one against the Falcons, who barely just beat the football Giants, who are probably if the Jets and the Jaguars aren't the worst teams in football. Guess what? The Giants are. Um. These past two games have been horrible through two interceptions um, against Dallas, a pick six that, I I mean, Devontae Smith was wide open, wide open, missed him entirely. He fell under. (laughs) He fell after the fact. Um, Yeah. And and then he underthrew Kez Watkins so bad to the point Mm -hmm. that it was almost like Anthony Brown was was the receiver. Um you took he took ownership for the loss. Um, however, I'm sick of it. Otis, what are you doing? I know you're frustrated, man, but I mean, stop. Um, he's playing with duct tape. Um, uh, um they need more than duct tape, Otis. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hertz is, I, I'm, I'm sick of this team and their smart talk. I'm sick. This is a town in Philadelphia, and I and I'll save most of this for made for Philly because it's going to be a venting session. I, for those who don't listen to Philly sports, I recommend listening to the upcoming Made for Philly episode because it's going to be it's going to be a venting session. Um, this is a city, and this city I say Philadelphia, <laughs> that you could talk to talk, but you better walk to walk. And, and I, I'm getting sick of the beat Dallas shirts. Well, you just got bitch slapped in, in Jerry world for the first time in a long time. And, um, you know, we always say in Philly, like you can win two games a year, but those two games better be against the Dallas Cowboys. You do not lose to the Dallas Cowboys and they go down there and look disinterested. I'm concerned about this team. Um, injuries are impacting a lot of the operation. The game plan has been horrible. It's putting stress on a young quarterback that's supposed to be taking a next step with the new head coach. Oh, and by the way, the next three games are against the Chiefs, the undefeated Carolina Panthers, who I think is a fake 3-0, and um, and then Tampa. So wake up, Philly. Wake up, Jalen Hurts. Wake up, Sirianni, because before you know it, the Cowboys play Carolina without McCaffrey and the New York Giants the next two weeks at home. Before you know it, you could be well behind Dallas for the head of the division, and you have the talent to compete with them. You just need to play up to the standard that I know you can, which was what you did in week one. 
Yeah, that was a <clears throat> rough game to watch for sure. I had a ton of fantasy implications, so I was really tuned in um, for it. I wanted to off myself the entire fucking game. <laughs> I was thankful that I'm not a Philly fan, um, yeah, but I was rooting for Jalen Hurts. At least I'm not a Colts fan. Leagues. Hey, hey, hey. I, see, the uh, thing is, we're both miserable, but at least I have a silver lining. I have three top ten picks right now. Yeah, the us. silver lining is that you, my pain is your pleasure because you fucking get my pick at the end. <laughs> Sorry yeah, for the profanity, yeah. but this pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, I'm a sick, I, twisted fuck. You know, it's, it's okay. It's, worth, it's I guess it's worth it if I believe that Carson Wentz is what he is, um, which I do if he's given enough time. But, yeah, the, this Eagles game was rough. Um, there's it's horrible. There's, horrible. There's, uh, to throw it so many times, like you said. 38 times. Jalen Hurts but, threw the ball. Three. You ran the ball <laughs> three times. Three times. Sort of, the Cowboys it, did it more on one drive. <laughs> on one drive what are you doing you have miles sanders what but are you doing since the like the first like it felt like the first play of the game jalen hurts threw a better madden game plan thing. together like, of jesus christ sirianni a 12 year old on madden could have done better than what sirianni did play calling wise but Fucking unbelievable yeah the 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 first interception was was very rough because uh, Jalen obviously thought that he had it and then he just completely underthrew him and honestly if he, he doesn't if have he, a deep ball he can't yeah, throw no. a deep ball. if he put it in the right spot that was it it's a touchdown a touchdown yeah Watkins but, had him beat but he but he put it behind him and yeah and then the second one you when he came off after that sec the second one. Uh, you could see on this, like I was like reading his lips, and he he was he just goes up to Devonta Smith, and he's just like like what happened? And Smith was just like I fell, and he and then uh, it doesn't matter. Like, you look at this was like oh you fell, okay. And then he yeah, but like it still probably wouldn't have got to him anyway because the defender was in front of him. But I, I yeah, mean, it was Howie Roseman needs to get all the masseuses in Philly lined up and find a way to get Deshaun Watson. I'll take the four game suspension. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I don't know if if that would have even helped in this game though. I mean, the, that first interception, those interceptions probably wouldn't have happened. That's for sure. But he wasn't even given a ton of time. I think the and injuries really hurt um, the Eagles. And then uh, on defense. The defense was Swiss cheese. Like the run game, just let every everything go. Zeke had a, an amazing game, and Pollard put in what he could too. Like they both did great. And yeah, silver lining is I have Zeke it. in a fantasy league, and I'm yeah, like, oh. I also had Zeke in a fantasy league, and he helped me. <clears throat> I won both my paid leagues, but I needed like Devonta Smith to outscore Hertz and. Rager and that uh, wasn't happening. You knew that wasn't year. happening. But the thing Honestly, is, it was the close. thing is, no. But the thing is, like every time Devontae Smith got points, he gained a half a point. But really, hurts kind of evens out Smith. It's yeah, but it, kinda... if he had gotten a touchdown, then I would have gotten the six points, and you would have gotten the four. So like, yeah, But I also had a nine point lead to begin with, so I had a little bit of cushion. Um, but it could have happened. In fact, it was really close. <laughs> For a while, and then that it was. I was starting to get. I was starting to get worried. The garbage time drives and the garbage time touchdown to Greg Ward really saved you on that one. But he helped me win in another league. Hurts did, so I wanted both my paid leagues because I needed him to score like twenty five in the one, and I needed him Smith and Zeke to outscore Dak by thirty, and I and I did, and I did, I, mainly because of Zeke. But Otis is making it sound like I beat him just for the video <laughs> evidence. Like, I know because I know you hear it. My hands are here, I'm not kicking my dog, I'm not beating my dog. 
<laughs> he's, just, he's just upset. He's All right, just he's just unhappy. upset. Um, before, before we pick our next games, I do want to give a shout out to Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, our boy Jeremiah. You can go visit them off exit 13N on the North Way. Um, you know, get that fresh haircut for those fall pictures. Or if you're going out of town for a nice fall trip, you want to be looking good. And there's no better place to do it than Saving Face Barbershop. Uh, Jeremiah and the guys, they have a great atmosphere there. Um, they, they will not be satisfied until you're satisfied with the way you look. They have uh, close face shaves as well at home services as well. Although I don't recommend it because the atmosphere really is so good. They got sports on all the time uh, and you can easily make an appointment online at savingfacebarbershop.com or even give them a call as well. Their website has their phone number as well. Um, but saving face barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, highly recommended. I do need a cut. I'm kind of saving. I have a Vegas trip coming up. So uh, yeah, Vegas, we're going to see the, well, my my dad kind of threw it out on me real quick. Um, he's going to be out there for a business trip, but it also so happens to be that that's when the Eagles play the Raiders. <laughs> and obviously that stadium's so filthy. Uh, we got really good tickets, uh, cheap, not cheap, but at a good price considering the stadium. And then I'm going to stay out there in a couple of days. And I've never been to Vegas, so uh, looking forward that's to fun. it. Um, so on Vegas, I know that. I hey, I, I I'm really excited for Vegas. I I want to see Otis. <laughs> Chill out, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we'll get to the picks. All right, let's get to the picks, Taylor. Um, you're up two two games, thirty two and sixteen is your record. I'm thirty and eighteen overall. We're both we're doing pretty well. Um, yeah. but let's go to the Thursday night game, which there's not going to be much to talk about. It's Jacksonville heading to Cincinnati to take on the two and one Bengals, coming off a Steelers win. Um, shouldn't be too bad of a game though. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's it's pretty good of a game. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Bengals, of course. I think they're rolling. Jamar Chase is doing better than I thought he would. I did d- downhype him in fantasy because the drops in the preseason were concerning, but turns out preseason doesn't matter. And he's been electric. Shocker! Yeah, he's been electric. So uh, I regret not taking him in more leagues. Um, but yeah, I think the Bengals roll in this one uh, run. The Jaguars are trash and, and they will probably get a win at some point. Um, maybe this will be the week, but I'm going Bengals. Yeah, I'm going Bengals as well. I just haven't seen anything from Jacksonville for me to think that they're going to be competent enough to beat Cincinnati. Not that I'm highly confident on the Bengals, but Burrow taking that next step is second year. I, I got to go Cincinnati as well. Um, let's go to the first game of the Sunday slate, and I will be in attendance at this game, so take that for what it's worth. Um, the Chiefs at 1-2 and two are visiting the 1-2 and two Eagles. Um, look. And I, we're going to preview this game a whole lot on Made for Philly. Um, as much as I love my Eagles and oh, wow. you know want them to win this game, there's just no way, shape, or form that a pissed-off Chiefs team, I'm going to go against that um, from what I've seen from the Eagles lately. I'm going to go Chiefs in this one as much as it pains me. Um uh, if the Eagles looked better last night and won that game, I might be singing a different tune with the way the Chiefs are playing, but I have no confidence until they show me otherwise. Yeah, I think if the Chiefs' defense played like it did last night, then the Chiefs should have plenty of room. Um, 
the Eagles will probably put up points. So I'm excited for uh, Jalen and Devontae Smith in fantasy because the Chiefs defense is not very good. Um, but I still think in a shootout, I, I would definitely take the Chiefs over the Eagles. And like I said last week, I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable picking against the Chiefs unless they keep losing, I guess. But yeah, I was going to say, I mean, look, if the Eagles go and beat the Chiefs, um, there's some problems in Kansas City. Yeah, that, that would be <laughs> a big, big alert of, you know, alert bells going off. Cause that would be, That'd not, be great. That, not that the Eagles are bad, but like, no, no, um, no. It's just that, but the just Chiefs like the starting Chiefs one and three, that's just not something that I think any of us had on our bingo cards yeah. to start off the 2021 season. Um, yeah. Let's go to Washington and Atlanta, the Falcons. I know they're your darling NFC East team. Uh, do not look good on defense, but a cure to a slump. It's a team like the Atlanta Falcons who uh, look just as bad. Um, they did beat the Giants. However, this is a game that I, I think the fa- the Falcons just are as lost of a football team as really any. Um, Washington at least does have that defensive talent and some competency on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to hesitantly pick the road team and go with Washington. Yeah, I'm going to also take Washington. Um, I I've believed in them before, and I guess if they're if they're not as good as I thought they were, I think they're at least as good to beat the Falcons because the Falcons are not very good. Um, this next game is pretty laughable. Um, the Houston Texans head out to Buffalo to play the Bills. The Bill now this is a big spread for an NFL game, Taylor. Sixteen and a half point favorites are the Ooh, Buffalo Bills wow. over the Houston Texans and Davis Mills. Um, there's just not much an hashtag analysis that's needed for this game. Uh, <laughs> Bills by a lot. Yeah, Bills by a lot. I mean, they they are they are the team that won those last two games. They are not the team that put up the dud. Uh, Bills are going to roll over the Texans. It'll probably be bigger than 16 points. I was going to say, I'm going to take the Bills to blast yeah. that out of the water as well. Yeah. The over-under is actually interesting at 47. I think the Bills put up 47. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Bills put up at least 30. Like, uh, yeah. At least mid-35, I think, would be like – the low point of them. Um, if we, if, if Washington and Atlanta, isn't the dumpster fire, not score any. So if Washington and Atlanta is not the dumpster fire of the week, then this will be, it's an (laughs) NFC North matchup. The lions head out to Chicago. Um, look, the Lions have been stingy. You could argue that they should have beat Baltimore. Um, they're playing a Bears team that we don't even know who the starting quarterback's going to be. And if it's Fields, you hope for – well, it can't be worse than what we saw against Cleveland. Um, the offense looks as <laughs> about as bad as any in you football right now. Um, it got sacked, nine, got times. sacked nine times. Yeah. Uh, this Bears offense is broken. People are calling for Matt Nagy to be fired. Um, surprise, surprise. Maybe you shouldn't have kept him after the way last year went, but that's just me. Um, Lions, Chicago – Bears, oh my. Um, <laughs> uh, this is just a game that I don't even want to pick. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I don't know who they're starting, the Bears. Um, maybe it'll be Fields. Maybe it'll be Dalton. Maybe it'll be Foles. Uh, they're, they're a mess at quarterback. And, uh, you know, like all the calls for Justin Fields to start and look what that look where that got you. Maybe can't you be worse. Let, maybe you should let your rookie quarterback just chill for a bit and learn. Yeah, how to start play the, the Super Bowl MVP. 
Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it might be better off for them. Um, but this game, you know, you're right. It's it's very tough. Chicago is three point favorites, basically just. Uh, it's an even them. push. They're the home team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I'm gonna go Lions. I say Lions get the first win. I say they've been good. You were right. They probably should have beat the the Ravens. It took literally a record breaking kick uh, from Tucker to to beat them, and they nearly came back against the Niners in week one. The only truly bad loss for them was the Packers um, and the Packers and the Packers and the Packers aren't the bears. So I think that the lions take this game, get their first win, yeah. um, make the bears look silly. I, I agree. With, already do. I think I agree with you. And the reason I picked that is because the lions have been close. Like they played the Packers tough for three quarters, mm-hmm. came back on the Niners should have beaten the Ravens. This is a team that's been comp more competent than I think a lot of people realize. And with that's the state of work for it. Right. And, and with the state of the bears right now, I'm not sure we have any confidence. Well, like we don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be. So with that being said, I mean, I, the lions aren't the, you know, the worst team in football by any stretch. Um, they have some talent, which is kind of hard to believe that we're having this conversation. But yeah, I'm I'm going Detroit over Chicago as well, which is kind of hard to believe. Let's go to Carolina and Dallas, three and O Panthers head into Jerry World to face the Dallas Cowboys. Um, after what I saw on Monday night, and, and just me not a huge believer in the Panthers as a whole. I think they've had a pretty weak start to the season, and that has a big contributor to why they're 3-0. No offense to Sam Darnold. He's had a great start to the year. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Dallas is going to take this one. I, I, I think they have the firepower to really put Carolina under some distress that they haven't been under all year, um, and, and I don't think they're going to respond well to it. I'm going Cowboys. <sighs> This one for me is harder than uh, you're making it sound because I do actually believe in the Panthers. I think aside from that first week where they allowed the Jets to score 14 points, um, they haven't let they didn't let the Saints get into double digits. Only one touchdown there. They didn't let the Texans get into double digits. It's only nine points last week. This defense is for real, like for real, for real, and they are stingy. For real, for real. They, they don't allow much rush at all. They are, I believe they're the best defense against the rush this uh, season so far. So that means, you know, no Zeke, no Pollard really to speak of. Uh, in fact, I'm, 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 I, I'm going to start Zeke just because he's Zeke and he might just get touchdowns at the yard line, uh, like the goal line anyway. Really? You're um, that worried about this matchup? I, for Zeke? For the, for the rushing game? Yeah, I think the Panthers' defense is for oh. real. Um do I think that they can beat them overall without Christian McCaffrey? I don't know if they have enough on the offensive side to put up the amount of points that they may have to, they would have to hold the Cowboys like, you know, really down. I think that the defense is good enough to make some stops and give the ball back to the offense, but I just don't know if the offense has enough, but um, you know what? I'll take the Panthers. I think the Panthers' defense is for real. I, look, I, I hope you're right. Really show I mean, it against. I the hope Cowboys. you're right. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. against you. But, I think uh, they'll do enough to 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 stop them, and I think they're gonna go to four zero. That defense. is that is a wrong pick that I will gladly. Uh, <laughs> we'll gladly, see. We'll gladly see. Who's winning? Them. Who's winning, bitch? <laughs> it's only two games. Relax yourself. Yeah. 
Well, it's going to be more after that. Who won the fantasy football matchup? Yeah, suck it. Hey, yeah, yeah. Christian McCaffrey got injured. You just needed that to win, and you barely won anyway. All right, I was playing my walking dead. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Let me get my smallest violin out for McCaffrey injury, as I have three of my fantasy starters on my bench because I don't have any more IR spots. First of all, only two IR spots sucks. Just saying that, guys. Two IR spots. Every other league I'm in, has four. especially with COVID, I don't, because I, don't I may be I COVID. Mean, most of the people that I have get injured to the point that they're not coming back if they get injured. <laughs> most people um, I draft are dead by so week six I, anyway. So, so I don't <laughs> use the IR just to rob them because there's no point in even keeping them on the IR. No, I, I'm uh, stashing uh, Rashad Bateman and I have Samuel on IR. So yeah, um, yeah. Well. Let's go to your. I'm gonna coin this the Jacoby Preset revenge game, baby. Uh, the Dolphins, <laughs> the Dolphins welcome Carson Wentz and the O and three Indianapolis Colts into Hard Rock Stadium. Um, this is your baby. This is look. Wow, actually, hold on a second. We have both teams' first round picks. Oh wow, this game's really intriguing for an Eagles fan. We have both of your – so I technically, I guess, want the Colts to beat the Dolphins because it will bring the Dolphins down and the Colts will – I don't know how I want to play this. I'll think about it as you make your prediction. Go on. I hate you. I really do. <laughs> but, uh, did I mention um, I have both – we have both first-round picks on this in this matchup? Yeah, yeah you, maybe once or twice. I'm going to just mute you. And- <laughs> Believe you can do the rest of the show by yourself. It's fine by me. It's fine by me. Bye. (laughs) Um, uh, it's so hard because I I think of any we talked about this in preseason when all the injuries were happening and the injuries to Carson Wentz, and then we thought maybe he wouldn't play. That the first three games for the Colts were really, really rough, starting with you know Seattle and then getting the Rams, um, and then the, the Titans. But this was the game where I was like, even if we don't have Carson, we have a chance against the Dolphins. And I still do believe that with Carson a week, another week under his belt with his uh, his sprained ankles, maybe he'll feel a little bit better. Maybe he'll be able to move outside of the pocket. The problem He's going to get a the, third sprained ankle. Yeah, the problem is that offensive line is still crap. And I don't, I haven't gotten an update on Quentin Nelson's injury yet. Um, it's not maybe, good. It's not Maybe good. It's not, yeah, no. I mean, he got carbon off, so I don't, I don't think. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be playing, which makes it even harder. So if ever there was a game, though, to win in this, these next these first couple, <laughs> if, the, if there was a game out of the 17 that we have, this is the game. <laughs> you know, right, you play uh, Jacksonville and Houston twice. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I, I mean, in this first, like, to get your first win, like, if there was ever a game to get your first win, it's this one right here. I'm going to go against my better judgment, honestly, and take the Colts. I think the Colts win. The Colts are going to win. They're going to find oh, I a thought way. you were saying you were going to take Miami. No, no, no. I think Colts are going to win. They're going to find uh, find a way to win their first game. Taylor, hold all tickets. I agree with you. Oh, um, no. um, I agree. Look, I, I, don't like Jac- <laughs> I don't like Jacoby Brissett um, just as much as I don't like Tua. Uh, this is a team that – I think made the Raiders look much better than they are uh, last week. And this is a Dolphins team. Like, look, they play hard for Brian Flores. I'll give them that. But the Colts, 
I mean, they're a squirrel that's got to find a nut eventually. Um, they haven't looked incompetent. So, and Carson can win you games. Granted, I mean, he's he has some talent around him. Um, I think they get it right. I do think they win this game, and I think it. I mean, it's it's a it's a tough game to guess, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Jacoby Brissett's Dolphins quarterback moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna go Colts on this one. I don't feel great about it, but I, I think they do enough to get it done. The over under is 43. Honestly, take the under on that. I, I think yeah, this probably. could be like little, literally a 16 to 13 game. Um, let's just let's, to really get their run game going, and then they might have a decent chance. Let's head to Cleveland taking on the Vikings, the two and one Browns. Head to Minnesota to take on the one and two Vikings. Another good game. Uh, this should this should be another good game uh, with the Vikings coming off a strong win against Seattle. Yeah, um, not sure about the status of Dalvin Cook for this game, um, but obviously Madison looked really good. Need, Madison looked yeah, good. They they didn't really need him um, to play against the Vi- or the the Seahawks and win. So uh, still probably going to go Browns for me, just because I think the Browns are a better team overall, uh, more weapons and a better defense. Um, although the Vikings definitely put up a fight in this game, I think. But ultimately, I think Browns come away with it. I think the Browns with the combination of Chubb and Hunt doing enough on offense and allowing that defense to absolutely eat. Um, I'm picking the Browns based off the performance that we saw against Chicago. Like, look, Chicago's they're bad, but they're not that bad. Uh, that was a dominating Browns performance by that defense. And if they, if miles Garrett and this defense continues to do that, um, watch out. And Kirk cousins is not exactly the most fleet of foot. So, um, I think the Browns force Cousins into a lot of mistakes. I think the Browns take this game as well. Uh, let's go to the Giants heading down to New Orleans for the Saints' first game of Superdome since uh, Hurricane Ida hit, which is actually it's going to be a big game for the Saints and their fans. Um, this is a Giants team that is, in my opinion, one of the three worst teams in all of football. So there is not a chance in hell I'm taking them to take on a bat. Now look, Jameis bounced back last week. He looked good against a Patriots defense that we expected him to, you know, them to give him issues. Uh, the Saints looked better. Uh, so two good games, one really bad one, which Saints team is going to show up. Um, it doesn't really matter. The Giants are awful. The Saints are going to win this game. Yes, Giants are not that good at all. And the Saints, I you did write the ship. The defense looked much better um, against the Patriots than they did against uh, the Panthers. Um, yeah, I, I'm picking Saints in this one. I just I can't ever see myself really confidently picking the Giants unless they're playing like the Jets or you know the Jaguars. Even then, it's not confident. I mean, the Jets. The Jets is pretty confident. I think the Jets are the worst team in the league. Um, I don't think it's the Giants, but the Giants are close. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm going Saints in this one. I think Jameis does enough, and the defense really uh, makes uh, Daniel Jones uncomfortable. I mean, you don't even even need to make him uncomfortable. He does that on his own. <laughs> I mean, they uh, made Matt Jones incredibly uncomfortable, um, really showing the rookie stripes in that one, in that game. Yeah. 
Let's go to the other New York team. The Titans head into MetLife to take on the Jets, and uh, the Jets look about as lost as anyone out there. Got shut out by Denver. Like, look, Denver's a good team. They have a great defense, but getting shut out and just for the third straight week, just looking absolutely lost, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's a head-scratcher. Um, this is my suicide pick this week. I'm, I'm going Titans at, because I, I just feel that good about it. The Jets are horrible. Yeah, the Jets are horrible. Don't know if they'll win a game this season, maybe next week against the Falcons, but definitely not this week against the Titans. Titans will roll in this game. Derrick Henry will probably rush for 1,000 yards. <laughs> and, yeah, um, seriously. Yeah, yeah and the, no, the, I, I wouldn't be surprised the Jets get close to shutout again. Um, not that the Titans' defense is all that good, but – you know, that's just not good. Big, can't figure it out. Yeah. A big NFC West matchup out in LA, the Cardinals at three and O go on to take the Rams who are also three and O this NFC West is shaping up to be a uh, really good. Uh, look, the Cardinals kind of for me. Cardinals came back to earth a little bit last week for me. Um, struggled against Jacksonville. I don't think they're going to be a match for the Rams. I think this game's going to be um, pretty convincing. Uh, I, you say game of the week. I tend to disagree. Just simply, I think the Rams smack them. I don't think the Rams will smack them. I mean, the Jaguars, the, the Cardinals defense hasn't been fantastic. I mean, the, first, the week one, they, they were able to shut down Derrick Henry, but that lasted all of like... Uh, one game for Henry. I think it was just a, one of those bad games. And then the Vikings, they barely eked out a win. And then the Jaguars, I don't know. I, I, I really do think that the Jaguars show flashes sometimes, especially Trevor Lawrence, of potential. Uh, and that's why I'm kind of, I don't know. Their, their offense has some potential, so them putting up points doesn't really surprise me. And it was only 19, and the Cardinals consistently averaging high mid I should say high, uh, mid thirties, um, bodes well for their offense. It's going to be tough against the Rams. Um, but ultimately, uh, this one's tougher for me. I, I know that you think the Rams are just going to smack them. And I know that they just did that to the, um, the braining champs, but I'm going to go Rams. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a close game. I think, I think it will be the game of the week. I think it'll be high scoring. Um, but Rams take it in the end because the Cardinals defense is not the best and the Rams definitely have a better defense. The NFC West all plays each other. The Seahawks head out to San Francisco, San Francisco coming off a disappointing loss to the green Bay Packers. The Seahawks look just as disappointing. I mean, after starting one and oh, they've had two pretty bad losses. I mean, choking in overtime to the Titans and then really getting outplayed by the Vikings in the second half there. Um, Seahawks have had have had a hard time closing out games. Uh, this is a big game for both teams, really, to try to keep pace with the winner of who the Rams and the Cardinals game will be. Um, this is, for me, until I see the Seahawks put a full four quarters together, I don't believe in them. I'm going San Francisco on this one. Yeah, I mean, if you even if you just look at who Seattle's played, they played the Colts first week, and, I mean – Let's be honest, the Colts were not good at all. Um, and then they promptly lost to the Titans and the Vikings. So I, they haven't proven at all that they're um, anywhere close to one of those top teams in that division alone, which that division is just so, so good. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's insane that all four of them are like legit teams. Um, 
I'm going to go Niners in this one as well. I think the Niners have shown much more capability. Um, yeah, they, they, they barely lost the Packers. Sneaky and, good game coming up. Yeah. The Ravens and the Broncos out in mile high. Mm. Uh, look, the Ravens are two and one, but they're, uh, they're not the most convincing two and one team out there. Really. Um, if it weren't for the Chiefs screwing themselves over and then Justin Tucker's leg, that I mean, this could be a one and two football team. Um, Ravens haven't looked that good of to start off the year, and the Broncos have looked really good to start off the year. Um, however, I think the Broncos, you know, this is one of those teams again. They're three and zero, but look who they've they've played right i mean oh played. yeah the broncos for sure have a suspect three and oh yes that. so they've played the giants they've <laughs> played the jets and they've played uh who's the third team i'm missing the uh, the jaguars, jaguars. yeah so yeah. they've played literally the three worst teams in football that i that i listed i i believe they're the three worst teams in football um Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Ravens. Like, look, the Broncos are three and zero, but they're a, they're a, they're a fraud three and zero. I look, give credit to Teddy Bridgewater. He's looked good. He's been managing that offense pretty well. That defense is very good. But let's pump the brakes here. Baltimore is going to win this football game. Yeah, all my friends. I don't have very many, but some of them who are Broncos fans and ringing the bell three and zero baby. And I'm like, calm yourself. You literally played like possibly the three worst teams in the league so if ever there was a fraudulent three and oh it's you at least the Steelers and stuff that are not the Steelers the Raven the Raiders um uh, played a little bit of someone more than you did and it's yeah yeah I think the Ravens <laughs> Ravens beat them in this one Broncos get back down to earth like they are not a true three and oh team I, I don't think if they played any type of competition at all uh, the defense is good but you know what are you going to do with Lamar Jackson at the end of the day? Not not much, uh, not much. A, a game that you know on paper sounds really fun, but really, if the Packers continue to play this way, it won't be. Uh, the Steelers head into Lambeau to take on Aaron Rodgers and company. Um, the Packers, after the first week, are looking the part of the reason why I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Um, th- this is a team that's turning the corner, and this is why you don't overreact on week one because the Packers are looking good, while the Steelers, who upset the Bills in week one, have looked absolutely dreadful. Um, losing to the Raiders at home and the Bengals at home. Uh, this is look there. These are two teams that already are heading in opposite directions. Right. So I, I, I have a hard time seeing the Packers losing this game. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Packers as well for a pretty easy victory. Uh, yeah. I I've seen too many um, scrolling through Twitter and people are clipping all of the plays that, uh, Ben Roethlisberger had where he just he just should not be playing anymore. Um, the one where the one interception where he just like saunters to the right and just like, oh, I'm gonna throw it right into triple coverage with a man right in front of me and throws an easy uh, pick. And one where he's trying to roll right and he just like throws while like just tumbling to the ground. And it, Roethlisberger is not good anymore. Steelers get it together get find your next quarterback because you you might be looking at your your uh, first losing season in the Mike Tomlin era if you if you don't 
soon. Yeah, the the time has come. The time has come for the Steelers. Um, they're they're on the verge of trying to. I mean, you might as well see. I mean, you're not benching Ben Roethlisberger, but you might want to consider benching Ben Roethlisberger. See what Dwayne Haskins has. I I mean, at uh, at this point, it's he's bad. And that, that fourth down play, fourth and ten, where he just kind of like, yeah, just dumps it off to Najee Harris. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. No. What was that? That fourth, like, that, that fourth terrible. down play, terrible. like that had no chance. Had no chance. Like, what is Najee Harris gonna do? There was eight. The, literally half the defense was on that play. Uh, it, 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 mind blowing to say the least. But um, yeah. yeah, this is this is not. They the just Steelers don't trust very him. Good to, team. They don't trust Ben to push down the field at all with his arm. He can't. And especially if he has to move, he can't move. Like they say he slimmed down. And I know at least one time in that game, he rushed for like four yards, but he's just not, not the guy right now. So yeah, Packers, Packers roll in this one. And they're only getting six and a half, which I think honestly is a little low. I I just don't believe in the Steelers at all. No, no, I'm right there with you. Let's go to Sunday night football. And I think everybody knows this game and the implications that are uh, that are within it is Tom Brady's return to Foxborough along with Gronk um, to take on Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and the New England Patriots. Of course, Tom has already said this week this is strictly about winning a football game. Yeah, okay, Tom. Um, this has this has all the headlines that you want. Uh, but when it boils down to the actual game, um, Tampa should have their way with the Patriots that, uh, you know, they're one and two um, have really been inconsistent. And you can expect that from a young team with a rookie quarterback, even when it's the Patriots with Bill Belichick. Um, the Buccaneers are just in a different stratosphere than them right now. And as much as it pains Patriots fans to say or to see and to hear, um, Tom Brady is going to do whatever he wants to this Patriots defense and prove everybody in Foxborough that he should have never have left. Never, you know, look, this, this game's going to be ugly. Yeah. The only way that the Buccaneers possibly lose this game is if like Bill Belichick has some master plan in his fucking garage that he's concocted um, for a defense that Tom Brady somehow hasn't Why seen. Why is garage? Why is garage? I don't know. His basement, whatever. <laughs> his, his mad scientist laboratory, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I, it, it. That's the only way, is if he concocts some crazy defense to that Tom hasn't seen. But it's not going to happen. No. that Mac Jones is... He's starting, but I don't know if he's quite ready. I don't know if they should have gotten rid of Cam. Um, I just think Mac Jones is is looking like um, a rookie quarterback. That's that's really what it is. Um, and he's going to struggle, and he's going to struggle against this Buccaneers defense. They're going to pressure him hard, and I don't know that he doesn't fold under that pressure. Buccaneers are definitely going to win this game. And it, if Tom Brady says it means nothing, he's obviously lying because he, he's, he's a guy who loves to make jokes. He loves to be on top of it, and – and he loves that he has that 28 to three thing over the Falcons. He, he had that video where in the background, the time was 328. And I don't think he did that. Not on purpose. Like I, I totally think he did that on purpose. He loves to troll. He's, cl- like, he's too clever for that. Yeah. He's yeah, too clever exactly. for that to be a coincidence. He would, he would love to go into new England and show everyone that indeed it was yep. not Bill Belichick. It was me. I'm I the think one that's who won all. The I think that's all. I think that's already been proven, but yeah, I yeah, agree with you. Pro- he went and won a Super Bowl his first year there, but um, yeah, I think that 
Buccaneers roll in this one. They're, they're going to stop the Patriots. I I could not agree more. And Gronk's going to want to do it too. He, he's going to want to put it to him. Sure, absolutely. And AB. Yeah. And AB. That's true. Uh, um, let's go to the Monday night football game, which is also out in LA. The Chargers taking on the Raiders for first place in the AFC West. This is uh, turning into a heck of a game. However, I'm going with the Chargers on this one. I think they are the better football team. They just took down the Chiefs. Herbert has taken it to a whole other level. And I think the Raiders are a little bit of a fraud, 3-0. and um, I'm going Chargers to close out week four. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders are as much, obviously, as much of frauds as the Broncos. No, no not, um, not as much, but they are. They're frauds. Yeah, so they, they played, you know, the Ravens. They beat the Steelers. We just talked about how we don't believe that the Steelers are any close, anything close to a great football team. And then they barely squeaked past the dolphins, but I, I thought they would beat the dolphins as I picked them. But in this one, yeah, no, I think the Raiders, the Raiders get their first loss. They're due for it. And the chargers are surging right now. They just beat the chiefs. They're riding high. Herbert is showing everyone that he is the next, the next coming. Like he's, he's got man. He's got next um, on, on, the rank of all quarterbacks in the league, he's he's climbing it, and so I I, I think the Chargers roll in this one. I still think it will be a pretty good game because um, I do believe that the Raiders earned the three and zero, but ultimately they can't be undefeated forever. Chargers win this one. How many do we differ on? Like two again? One. The one. Dallas game. The Dallas game. Oh, just the uh. Dallas game. Yeah, no, you keep you keep you you keep protecting yourself just enough to have the lead. I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not. I would I I want to find ones that I disagree and that I think I can feel comfortable. These games are pretty these games are pretty obvious to me this week. I don't know. Like there's not many games where I'm like, hmm. Well, the Seahawks I, Niners one is one that I could see going the opposite way. Even for me, the Cardinals Rams one, Cardinals I could see beating the Rams. Um, but change it then. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't let me change before, but you'll let me change now. I should have a three-point lead. Yeah, oh, I see what you're doing. Your, it, stop yourself. When it, you, when it helps you, you're fine with it. But when it's not, I see. It's because you knew the Cowboys were going to win. I really, I really, truly thought the Eagles were going to win that game. I, <laughs> I, from the bottom of my heart, I did not try to swindle you on Eagles-Cowboys. I well, then why would you let me switch if you were so confident? If you were so confident? Because you, it would have been Eagles a had, no, it would have you. You mess with the juju, man. Don't mess with the <laughs> Eagles juju. Okay. Well, I already tried to do it, so I think the juju was already broken. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, All right, let's go to fantasy studs yeah. and duds before we tackle some MLB real quick and head on out of here. Uh, fantasy studs and duds of week four. Let's start with the duds, non-quarterback player that means a wide receiver running back tight end who this week is your stud in fantasy football stud my stud this week in fantasy football i'm going with the eagles and i'm picking miles sanders that chiefs uh a defense especially in the rush uh stopping the rush is terrible i think the eagles hopefully Sirianni learns from his mistakes of last night. Oh, two nights ago, if you listen to this on Wednesday. Um, he learns from that. He gets the rush going early and often, and hopefully there will be holes in that Chiefs defense. I think the Chiefs 
uh, I think I think the Eagles rush a lot. I think Miles Sanders is the benefactor of that. Um, I'm going with him. I am gonna go Trey Sermon with the Niners. This is a this is a Seahawks team that is horrible against the run, league worst against the run. Just got gashed by Alexander Madison. Got gashed earlier in the year. Taylor had a good week against them, and then obviously we all know what Derrick Henry did to him in week two. Um, This is a Seahawks team that just can't stop the run. Uh, and Trey Sermon is next man up, and he really is going to be the guy in San Francisco. Like Elijah Mitchell's banged up. Uh, you have half the running back room on IR. Um, they drafted Sermon to be the future running back of this team. He had a decent week two, nothing great, but it was a tough matchup against the Packers. Um, I expect Sermon with a fuller workload to have his day against the Seattle Seahawks. I Man, I hope so. I'm in a couple leagues and paid leagues. Someone tried to trade for him, and I was like, you know what? No, no. He hasn't played much, but I'm holding on to hope that he becomes that breakout guy, and this would be a great game to do it in. You're, you're totally right. Let's go to Duds. Taylor, what is your Dud? Who do you not want in your fantasy lineup this week? Avoid them, or you're going to lose. Okay. Um, I'm... I'm going to do one for this week, but also just for the future of this season, because this guy, I don't know if some people probably heard Josh Gordon has been reinstated for the bajillionth time. He's going to be on the chiefs, which a lot of people I'm sure got excited about because you know, the chiefs, um, they throw a lot. I'm just going to caution everyone. Maybe run and get him, especially in deeper leagues. You can add him. You probably should in a fourteen team, fifteen team nah. league. Maybe add him nah. on the bench. Avoid him. I'm saying Just you can add him. Don't waste your time. Do, don't do waste your not, waiver wire pick on Josh Gordon. Do not. Well, if you if if you are not picking up anyone else, then go for it. If you're spending fab bucks on him, like probably not. And don't spend a lot. If you're like one dollar, don't don't go out there and put fifty bucks on Josh Gordon because you think he's gonna come back and play like crazy. The man hasn't played football intermittently for the past like four years. He's played a couple games here and there. And he always goes back. I'm sorry he has a, a he has a problem. Um and he always gets kicked out again and suspended again and then he comes back and then he gets kicked out and then he comes back and then he gets kicked out. And I've fallen for it before where I added him and I was like He's going to come back. He's He was on the Seahawks, and I was like, oh, he's going to be one of Russell Wilson's favorite targets. He's going to he's gonna take the league by storm. No, he's not going to. Don't do it. And don't start him. Please don't start. Well, if you're playing me, start him. But if you're not playing me, don't start him. For, for your own benefit, don't start him. Because maybe he has that break again. Maybe. But the risk is way, way too high. He hasn't played sustained football for like the past like five years, it seems. So... No, Josh Gordon is not going to come in and win you the league. He's not going to be a league winner. I don't believe it. Don't spend money on him and don't start him. That's my dud. Josh Gordon. I don't disagree with you um, at at all, really. And when I when I look at my duds, and there's a couple guys like there's some obvious names out there, um, and I'm going to go with Michael Carter the running back for the Jets. Um, He's starting to lead that running back room in touches. Um, Tevin Coleman's role is slowly getting eased out, which is kind of hard to believe considering Salah, you know, former Niner there in Tevin Coleman. Uh, Ty Johnson, 
is eating a little bit into Carter's workload, but it's mostly been his workload. But this is a Jets team that uh, until they fix the offense, you can't trust really anybody on this offense. Like if you have Corey Davis as well, um, don't trust this jet. I mean, you might get garbage time. Like Corey Davis would be a better flex option for me than Michael Carter, because at least you're, the, the game flow in the, in the game script is going to be more positive for Corey Davis, but Zach Wilson has looked so lost. I think you could do better elsewhere until you see some type of rhythm and some type of chemistry and some type of direction with this offense. Like the Jets offensive offense right now is so avoidable. It's not even funny. I know a lot of people were high on Michael Carter this year. I was not one of them. I did know that at some point he would become the lead back for this team. However, the Jets are just so bad right now, and the the Titans are a team that should have their way with them. There's no way I could trust Michael Carter or really any Jets player this week in my lineup. Yeah, I mean, if I had Michael Carter in our league, I'd probably start him because I don't have much of an option um, with McCaffrey being out. Like I said, I'm starting Zach Moss, and I don't feel good about it at all. Really hoping he vultures some touchdowns. No, it's against Houston. You never know. Yeah, it's true. He's a good chance to at least put up some points just because they will be scoring a bunch, I assume. Um, But yeah, the only Jet that I would would even consider starting at this point is Corey Davis. But even then, I have him in some leagues and I am starting him just because I don't have a ton of extra depth for double flex, like two flex uh, leagues. Um, so I am starting him in one, at least one, but, uh, I don't feel great about it. And he hasn't been very good. I mean, you can't, when you have a quarterback who, who throws more to the other team than to their team, it's, it's rough. It's hard to do. And a lot of people got excited about Corey Davis because he did put up points, especially against the Panthers. I think he had the two touchdowns to start the year. And so everyone got real excited, but the jets haven't scored a touchdown since like since week one, that's crazy. And you just, it's yeah, it's very it's bad. bad. And it's so bad. And, until the Jets play the Falcons next week uh, against this Titans team, I don't know if I trust anyone, but if I trust anyone to maybe get that touchdown, it's Corey Davis. Other than that, no, stay away from Jets. No, yeah. don't want any part of it. So that concludes our football section of the week. I do want to tackle before we head on out of here because it is the final week of the baseball season. Um, most of the playoff spots in the American League West are actually still up for grabs. You have the Tampa Bay Rays who have clinched the AL East and the Chicago White Sox who have claimed the AL Central. However, the Houston Astros have not officially, and probably by the time the show airs, they might have, um, but the Houston Astros have not yet officially clinched the AL West. They are four and a half up on Seattle. And then, of course, the wild card. <laughs> Um, it has been nuts. I mean, your Yankees had a good weekend out in Boston. Very um, good weekend. Uh, they're one game up on Boston for the first spot in the wild card. I mean, we're primed for a Yankees Red Sox wild card play in game, which would which be fun, which would be very fun. Um, but right now you have the Yankees up one game on the Red Sox for the top spot in the wild card. Then the Blue Jays are one game back on the Red Sox. Seattle's one and a half back and Oakland hanging on by a thread three and a half back. Um, in my opinion, I mean, this is a big thing. The Yankees play the Blue Jays this week. The, 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 it's This is going to be a really busy back end of the week for the American League. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be a lot. And as a Yankees fan, it, it you 
that last weekend was just glorious. Glorious. Sweeping sweeping Boston, um, taking what little control you can have uh, of the top of the wild card. Um, but yeah, and then coming up with Toronto, it, it's it's going to be a, a big series. It could easily go the other way. They're that close. All these teams are so close together that a couple games dropped here or there can make be the difference. Yeah, now the Yankees are really turning, want the to be in there. The Yankees are turning the corner at the right time. They may have caught fire. Um, you know, Stanton and Judge look Stanton. Stanton clutch. had a big weekend, and Judge obviously as well. Yeah, if I had to pick, I think the Yankees and the Red Sox will be playing. But um, out outside of that, I, I it's hard to pick against the Rays, right? I, I mean, yeah. it, they just they just look the part, man. Every year, it doesn't matter who's on that team; they just look the part. Um, but we'll talk more MLB playoffs next week um, as it gets closer. Let's go to the National League real quick, where the Brewers have locked up the Central. The Dodgers and the Giants are duking it out for the NL. West, one of those teams has already clinched the wild card spot. Um, Dodgers are two games back on the Giants, and then the Phillies, my fightings, are two and a half back on the Braves. And they just so happen as the show airs, you'll know the result of game one of that series. But they are down in Atlanta for a three game series starting Tuesday night, um, and before closing out the season against Miami. So everything's there. The Phillies control their own destiny. The Yankees control their own destiny. The Phillies have to have a big series down in Atlanta. Um, but they they got they got their big guns going. Wheeler, Nola, and Gibson. We'll see if the Phillies can reel it in. And what can you say about the St. Louis Cardinals? I mean, my God, they they've won 16 straight games. All of a sudden, they they I mean, they have cemented the Phillies were like in that position where they were. You know, they were fighting for the NL East, but they were also fighting for that second wild card spot. And all of a sudden they're six games back. They they the Cardinals haven't clinched that second spot, but might as well have the Reds are five and a half, the Phillies are six back, and then the Padres are nine back. Um it's looking like your playoff teams will be the Brewers, Giants, Dodgers, uh, Cardinals, and then the winner of the NL East, whether it be the Phillies or the Braves. Hopefully it's my fightings, or I will be in a really 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 bad mood next week because i'll have my eagles who are likely going to lose to the chiefs uh my phillies that missed out on the playoffs for the 11th straight season and then uh, i'm gonna hope that uh ben simmons is traded or something <laughs> hey at uh, least penn state you still got penn state i still have penn state yeah. they're a top so four program. And then maybe something changes, big but. game against indiana this weekend at home it's a stripe out game they're going to pull it off the penn and- state to the college football playoff train was birthed here on sports with a Z and a T and it has caught fire and watch out because the avalanche is coming. I do want to um, let's be honest where honesty is due um, with our picks. I remember, I think the first, maybe the first episode, it was definitely one of the first couple where we talked about how we thought that the San Francisco giants were not real and not going to continue their, uh, their dominance. And, Look where they are. So we were definitely wrong about that one. But um, wow, Gabe Kapler can still go play in traffic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so baseball rounding down. Playoffs going to start. It's going to be fun. As a pessimistic Yankees fan, I'll said it before and I say it again. I think they'll beat Boston in the wild card and then promptly lose their next series because that's what they. Well, do. yeah, because you're. Cause... <laughs> Excuse me, you're shaping up to play uh, Houston. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, I'm hopeful that they'll like. Obviously, I want them to win. I'm just no, saying, I lie. Team. You're shaping up to play Tampa. Oh, great! Yeah, so I, I just <laughs> oh, realistically, good, good, I just think good. that we uh, that the the Yankees end up end up losing that series. But I think they beat Boston, and I think it'll be that'll be a fun game. Um, I just don't know if we have uh, all the pitching that we yeah, need. No, and don't. obviously we need Stanton and Judge to like keep doing what they're doing. And I don't know how long that lasts because that I don't one know if they're to the end of their fuse. <laughs> well, I was about to say one week they're up and then yeah, the next week exactly. they're not startable. So yeah, exactly, it's, it's exactly. tough. Yeah, that's That's been the definition of what the Yankees have been this season. Um, but yeah, this is going to be Sometimes, a fun sometime. MLB playoffs. I hope the Phillies are a part of it. They need to end this drought. Bryce Harper is playing at an MVP level. It would be a shame to see. That and we'll make sure to season. make time during our episodes once the the playoffs are actually starting to oh, take sure. take an sure. in depth look at this. Absolutely, um, more than Absolutely. the last ten minutes of the episode. But <laughs> yeah, well, oh, no, football that's, going that's, on. We love football. It's just that time of year. Yeah, most people want to hear football, so that's why we do football um but we want to thank you for hanging on for this hour and a half episode of sports with a z and a t i hope taylor and i didn't put too much doom and gloom in your lives considering the state of our nfl football teams as long as they're Um, not fans or eagles fans i'm sure they're fine well the the problem is we i know for a fact we have eagles fans. i can't say there's many colts fans out there so i don't know if there are Colts fans listening to this episode, oh, really? but I know there are there are Eagles. There are. Eagles no, I've never met another Colts. And that's not true. I've met like one other Colts fan. I've met like around here two, two or three, maybe. Um, but yeah, not many. Uh, but we want to thank you. Indianapolis, I'm sure there's a lot, but <laughs> yes, Taylor, yes, in Indianapolis there will be a lot of Colts fans. Yeah. <laughs> the analysis, not the analysis you need, but the analysis you deserve. I'm here for it. That's what I'm here for. That's Um, why they pay me the big bucks. Thank you. Yeah. Where can you give me some? Because I'm still missing my cut. (laughs) Big bucks. Guys. Yeah. (laughs) Give me the big Uh, bucks. Okay. You need to give good analysis. Your your analysis is just not up to snuff. You're not. Fuck you. There's Eagles fans in Philadelphia. Come on now. Even I know that one. Who drives this show, buddy? (laughs) I can mute you whenever I want. Well, I can. Mute myself, so yeah, you can mute yourself. What are you gonna do? do it. Continue the show without you. <laughs> uh, we, thank you, it. thank you to all our listeners for listening. You can also catch this episode not only on Spotify but also YouTube and Apple Podcasts as well. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Techies Fire Water Restoration, Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Enjoy the final week of baseball. Enjoy more jam-packed football action. Shout out to Team USA for winning the Ryder Cup. Won an electric atmosphere up in Wisconsin this past weekend. Stay safe out there, and we will catch you next week. Later.